0: Thank you for joining this sermon podcast from Cornerstone Fellowship in Forest City, North Carolina. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged by today's message. Cornerstone exists to glorify God as we passionately pursue Him and make Him known through worship, discipleship, fellowship, and outreach. Here's today's message. so good to see all of you today. I appreciate so much you who were here this morning for the discipleship class. I would just say that don't forget that this is for everybody. If you can come, 9 o'clock next Sunday morning, we will be meeting again. And if you are wanting to be a member of Cornerstone, the class is a requirement at some point. And so we would love to have you come and be a part of that. I'm doing something today that is very different. I studied this week about Jesus calling his disciples from the book of Mark. I'm going to be looking at Mark some in the next few weeks. But I wasn't expecting this week to be like it was. Yesterday, I guess, was the culmination of a lot of it. I was out of town. I was about to step to the podium and I was just about to bring a message at a funeral for one of the dearest friends I've ever had in my life. (coughs) That's when I heard about little Evan. And man, I'm just telling you, it just kind of kicked the breath out of me. The whole week has uh, in some way, but I, I just knew last night this, Just coming today to preach wasn't what God had for us. Um, I want us to spend some time this morning in prayer. Now, if you're visiting with us today, I I don't apologize for that, uh, the service being a little different than usual from us pulling home. I I hope if if I were visiting around, I'd be like, wow, Uh, I'm glad they let the Lord lead them that's not easy for me to do I I have my own plan sometimes and I just baptize them right into the will of God and convince myself I'm doing what he wants me to do that's so easy to do and it's not easy to do what I'm about to do because I I like being planned and being ready and looking like I know what I'm doing Um, today I might not and I don't care I want to read a passage of scripture to start with about prayer. I want to look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. It's where Jesus gave the model prayer to his disciples. And then I want you and I, and I don't even know how we're going to go about it. I don't don't have a plan for this. But I want you and I to spend some time in prayer this morning. There's some requests that I want to bring before us today. Uh, I, I want us to have an opportunity, if you would like to share it. I, I, uh, maybe something on your heart you'd like for us to pray about. I'd love for us to confess sins today. I know you're glad you came now. Really? Maybe there's somebody here that, you know, I need to go to them and apologize. I need to ask their forgiveness, or they need my forgiveness. Uh, Something I need to, to do, whatever that might be. In Luke's account of this prayer, model prayer that Jesus gave to his disciples, they asked Jesus to teach us to pray that's interested me for a long time that they didn't ask him why don't you teach us how to do some of those miracles you do or why don't you teach us to preach like you do or teach us how to draw these big crowds in that follow you around no they said there's something about this thing you do in the mornings we wake up and you're gone And you spend time with the Father, and you spend time in prayer, and when you come back, there's just something about that. We want you to teach us how to do that. In Matthew's account, we find it in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says to us, he says in verse 9 of chapter 6, And pray then in this way. I'm going to ask you to stand with me, if you would. And I'm going to ask you if you would to read with me aloud. You can look at the screen if you like. It'll put us on the in the same translation, or you can do it in German, verse 11, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's read together. As our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. You may be seated. I don't want to preach. I just want to share things with you. I'm not sure what the difference is. But I want to say a few things and then I want us to put into practice what these words mean. I would just first of all say this. You notice God says when you pray, start out with some worship. Start out acknowledging who I am. Great way to illustrate it, Brother Tim. When I realize how sinful I am and how holy God is, that is where you have to start with the gospel. We've talked about some things in discipleship this morning that are cheap knockoff versions of the gospel. That very idea that he shared with us that'll keep us from that, that'll help guide those missionaries in their quest to share the true gospel. Realize how sinful I am and you will discover you are way more sinful than you ever imagined. And then realize how holy God is. And realize how far away from Him and alienated we are. And how that our only hope for having a relationship with that God in heaven is through His Son, Jesus Christ. To our Father, the one who is in heaven. It's not like anybody else you know. He's our Father who is in heaven. Notice, that's a relationship. Matter of fact, it's two relationships. Our Father, not just mine. Matter of fact, one of the things I would say right now, let's talk about it. It's every pronoun in this text is plural. Our Father, give us this day our daily bread. We come before God as a family. And if I try to come before God today and pray, and you and I have a disruption between us that one of us needs to confess and the other forgive, I I can tell you that it does us no good to call on the name of God. You and I have to be right with each other. We have to be willing to do whatever that takes. That is not always easy. And and sometimes I like to get on my high horse. He's about 40 hands tall. And feel like, well, they just need to come to me about that. That's their problem. They want to talk about it, let them talk about it. Otherwise I'm moving on with my life. It's not how it works. Not if you want to pray. He's our Father who is in heaven. Holy is your name. Declare him as holy. Holy is a word for otherness. God do not like anything else we know of in our world. You are different God. And I will treat you that way. I want my life to treat you that way. Your kingdom come, he says. Kingdom, two words. King. Ruler and dominion. That's a position of power. He has authority over us. There's a world of religious people that, well, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to think my way. I have people constantly telling me that, well, I, I have my own beliefs. When you come to the cross and when you come to God and you really want a relationship with Him, you say, no, I want your kingdom to come and I want my kingdom to go. You don't come to God with two handfuls of demands and rights and expectations from Him or His body. And if I had time, I'd preach this. God's rule. God's kingdom We're asking for him to come, for him to have his way on earth as it is in heaven. That will take place one day. He will come back. The first heaven and the first earth had passed away, John said, in the revelation. And then uh, to, to paraphrase the whole beauty of the story, God will restore this earth back to where it was before sin destroy everything at my friend's funeral yesterday i told them i said this does not make sense i said no funeral does i've been doing them 42 years funerals don't make sense this person was here two days ago she's dead she's gone now she was the music director at the second church i pastored she was 54 i was 24 i was ignorant she was brilliant She loved me like a mother loves a son. She gave my son his first haircut uh, ever in his life. She was dear to me and to my family and and, and I was very close to to that family And, and I know she was 91 but but it doesn't make sense. And I told them yesterday, I said, this is because it wasn't supposed to make sense. God didn't put Adam and Eve in the garden to, uh, to put their sons in the ground, but to put seeds in the ground. Oh, sin messed all of that up. We, you, you notice the hard work we put into trying to normalize the fact that there's a dead body in this casket. Well, we cover it with Flowers. Pomp and circumstance and all that, I understand it. It just doesn't make sense, does it? And it really doesn't make sense when little Evan passes away. They don't that don't they don't seem right. It's not supposed to. Give us this day our daily bread. As we pray today, we're not gonna really know what we need. Really. Our daily bread, if ebousia, is a word for essential, that, that, that I need, whatever I, I need, God, give me that. I, I, I kind of like asking for weekly bread, that puts me a little ahead of the game. Maybe monthly bread, yearly bread. He says, no, ask me to give you whatever you need for this day today's got enough trouble he said you won't need to worry about tomorrow today brings enough evil. you you're gonna need my help today ask me for what you need me to give you and don't forget you're asking me to give it you don't deserve it and don't you dare demand it don't name it and claim it don't hold me hostage with some theological jargon that's unbiblical understand it's a gift give us our daily bread and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil man has there ever been a time we needed that more our world is weak now it has been for a long time but we see more of it now we have more ways of seeing it almost instantly there's more data more stats more visual uh images uh, of it that we can see videos we we it, it, it's instant now and and we already know we've just barely started 2022 but we already know 2021 was one of the most violent years as far as murders concerned and And uh, and, in our country's history. It's it's, it's incredible how all of that is increasing. Deliver us, God, from evil. As a matter of fact, uh, this in the Greek could very easily be translated and really probably should be. Deliver us from the evil one. That's what we need, God. We need you to deliver us. Don't invite him outside for a fight. Don't get arrogant and cute with the tempter. He'll beat you. God's the one that has to deliver you. Don't ever feel like you got it all together. No. He'll take you apart. Take you apart. Lead us, he says, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Then he says, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So let's pray. Now I have some things that I've been praying about, and some of you have too, and I want to share with you. Some of you may want to, and please understand the brevity of time, because there's a lot of us, and I'm not... Trying to say we're in a hurry here, but because we're not. Not today. But I believe we need to have a solemn assembly, church. We need to get back to maybe where Nehemiah was in chapters 8 and 9, where Ezra called the people out into the street. He stood up on a platform and read the word of God for hours and hours. They listened and came together and they confessed sin. Confessed sin. I believe I missed that verse. I'm going to go back to it. See, that's what happens when you are not careful. Forgive us our sins as we forgive our debtors. Maybe that's needed to have been last. Forgive us, God, of our sins as we forgive our Those who are indebted to us. Sins are debts. He makes that clear here. There's no other real way to translate that word. But sin is a debt. We live in a culture that talks about debt cancellation. That's an idiotic idea. You don't ever cancel a debt. Somebody's going to pay it. You can switch around as to who's going to do it. Someone might have committed to pay it. Someone might have gotten the benefit from it and want somebody else to pick it up now and take care of it. And you'll just have to forgive me. I didn't pay my college debts off completely until I was 56. So I'm a little, I'm a little one-sided on that. But you don't forgive debt or you don't, uh, uh, you don't cancel debt. Nature will not tolerate a vacuum. it's It's the law of economics. Somebody's got to pay for that. You can decide somebody else should pay it, but it's got to be paid. There's cost to be absorbed. And when we ask God to forgive us of our sins, we need to realize that we're not just asking Him to wink, wink, or just be all right with it. When you ask your brother or your sister to forgive you, you're not just saying, "Hey, can we please be okay? Can we still please be friends?" I I, I just feel so bad, and I don't I want to really get rid of this feeling. That's what I'd like to do. Now you got to do more than that. You got to realize it is just as if you borrowed five thousand dollars from that person, and you can't pay it back, and you're asking them, "Will you please absorb the cost of the debt that I made? I benefited from the five grand." I don't have it, and you don't have it anymore. I'm asking you to absorb the loss. That's what you're asking when you ask people to forgive you. Don't do that casually. Do that very humbly. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions or would like to know more about Cornerstone, please visit our website at servantsway.com or email us at office at servantsway.com. Cornerstone Fellowship is located at 1186 Hudlow Road, Forest City, North Carolina. Please join us again next week.